Welcome to Miscellaneous. We'll discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between with the special Disney recipe every week. This week we're talking about the Disney sequel Disenchanted and on to the news. Disney has provided a brief update on Epcot's new nighttime spectacular set to debut later in 2023. According to Disney, the new show will feature an original composition and evocative selections from the Disney songbook, all woven together to remind us that we are more alike than different. It is expected to debut fall 2023. The show will continue to use music, pyrotechnics, lasers, and lighting. Ooh. Ooh, lighting. (laughs) The new show will be the permanent replacement for Harmonious, which will close at the end of March 2023. Epcot Forever will return as an interim show while the new show is developed for its fall debut. We did not like Epcot Forever. <laughs> it looked really pretty. What neat. about Harmonious? We, ne- we never, never saw, saw it. it. Oh, okay. I think it's got to be one of the most short-lived fireworks shows ever. From the people that saw it, it got very mixed reviews. And I just didn't want to sit around and wait for another bad firework show. <laughs> Disney also previously confirmed that there will be a phase removal of the fireworks platform in World Showcase Lagoon. So, does the fireworks platform mean that the Stargate is going away too? It's supposed to be the, the tacos and the Stargate. Breakfast and lunch with the Disney princesses return May 14th, 2023 at Akershus Royal Banquet. And Disney has today released the menus and the pricing. Breakfast at Akershus Royal Banquet is priced at $53 for an adult, and lunch is priced at $63 for an adult. For full details, the table service restaurant in the Norway Pavilion at Epcot reopened for dinner in November 2022, but breakfast and lunch were not offered. So the child price for breakfast is going to be $34 per child, and this is going to have breakfast, pastries, and accompaniments. Mixed fruit, potato casserole, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, and Norwegian waffles. What's That's Norwegian $53? Uh, yeah. I guess because you're meeting the princesses. That's exactly yep. what it is. Yeah. It's the um, best, from what I've heard, and I, I've never done it, it is the best place to meet the princesses. Besides Cinderella's Royal Table. Over for dinner, and that's going to be a $41 per child cost, is field green salad with lingonberry vinaigrette. <laughs> I don't know. Le Fisi with cardamom cinnamon butter, cinnamon butter, traditional, there's a zero with a line through it. Le Fessi is potato flatbread. Fine. Traditional. <laughs> Cook. I'm pretty sure that's an Ikea couch. Yes. Hold you on. have to put this meal together yourself. <laughs> Frick, it's called Frickadelli. It's a round Frickadelli. It says Frickadelli, and then in quotations, it has that KJO word. It's a flat, rounded, pan fried meatball of minced meat. Okay. Sure. (laughs) We have mashed potatoes and gravy, grilled salmon with herb butter, green beans, red cabbage, macaroni and cheese, killing og melboler, which is Norwegian (laughs) chicken and dumplings. And corn dog nuggets. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so random. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You can 
like some corn dog nuggets for fifty-three dollars? No, I don't think so. <laughs> don't forget, it comes with an IKEA couch. <laughs> Actually, it comes with an IKEA room that you have to put together and stay in. <laughs> Before you eat, can you assemble this chair? <laughs> Three new Magic Kingdom firework dessert parties will launch on April 1st, just in time for the April 3rd return of Happily Ever After. The firework dessert parties range in price from $99 to $114 and can be booked online from March 23rd, 2023. Note that April 1st and 2nd will include a viewing of Disney Enchantment. Magic Kingdom fireworks dessert parties pre-party event begins at Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant with desserts such as chocolate dipped strawberries and chocolate silk tarts. A variety of cheeses, beverage including assortment of beer and wine for guests ages 21 and over with a valid form of identification. Shortly before the start of a nighttime spectacular, cast members will escort you to a prime standing area in the Plaza Garden. Admission is $99 per adult, ages 10 and up, $59 per child, ages 3 to 9. Tax included, gratuity is not included or required. So this is the seat and sweet ones. It's offer the same food, but it is $114 for adults, $69 per person. And you check in to the same place at Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant, 60 minutes prior to Happily Ever After. Before the show starts, cast members will escort you to a prime standing area. Doesn't say anything about a seated, anything seated. I'm guessing you're paying for a table. Oh, we are probably... Oh, yeah, then take it, your it's seat not at the patio's more. restaurant. At the restaurant's patio. So you have a mm-hmm. seat at the patio to watch the fireworks. Meh. Yeah, no thanks. And then the post-party check-in at Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant starting 60 minutes prior to happily ever after. Shortly before the start of the nighttime spectacular, cast members will escort you to a prime standing area in the Plaza Garden for firework viewing. After the nighttime spectacular, you'll be escorted back to Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant for your desserts. So basically, it's the fireworks party, but in reverse. Mm-hmm. Admission is $99 per adult, $59 per child, tax included, gratuity is not included or required. I think I would do it after, but I don't think I'd pay 100 bucks for it. No. no. I know I wouldn't pay 100 Remember when it used to be like 50 And we thought that was expensive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone be so excited. Corsicle is coming to Disney Springs later this spring with its first ever retail location. Corsicle offers high-performing insulated drinkware, coolers, accessories that will launch its own retail location in the town center at Disney Springs. It will be located in one of the kiosks in front of Paddlefish with the other existing vendors in Disney Springs. And the Disney After Hours at Magic Kingdom is now sold out for the entire season. Wow. Well, I mean, I know of a bunch of ladies personally who actually swear by those Corsicle wine cups. Isn't it just a Yeti, but it's smaller? <sighs> Not really. Not really. It's really meant for like wine and like smaller drinks. I've never like, I don't. I personally never bought one. I they think they're cute, but I personally have never. Bought we have one. similar ones, but not actually Corsicle yeah. brand ones. So. Adam asked me to pick a movie to review. So this is really on Adam for this week. Oh, excuse me. No, dear. You did it. Correct. No, no. This was punishment for what we did to you over the summer. 
Maybe, possibly. Hey, <laughs> I loved Enchanted, so I thought it was going to be okay. I picked Disenchanted that came out last year in 2022. This is the sequel we're talking about today. So Disenchanted is a 2022 American live action animated musical fantasy comedy directed by Adam Shinkman and written by Bridget Hales based on a story by Richard La 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 and the writing team of J. David Stem and David Weiss. It is the sequel to the 2007 film Enchanted. Amy, I'm not going to read all that because we're going to go through the cast later on. So we'll talk about that. And talks of the sequel began in early 2010, but the project languished in development hell for several years. By 2017, left. (laughs) (laughs) It was announced Adams had to sign on to the reprise the role, and the filming was set to begin that summer, but it never came to be. The film was officially announced in December 2020 with the cast joining in spring 2021 and the film taking place in Ireland between May and July of that year. Disenchanted premiered at the El Captain in Los Angeles November 16, 2022 and it was released in the United States via Disney Plus on November 18th. Unlike its predecessor, the film received mixed reviews from critics who mostly praised Adam's performance. The plot synopsis. So 10 years after the events of the first film, Giselle, Robert, and Morgan Phillip are living happily together with their baby, Sophia. However, life in Manhattan is starting to drag on them. So Giselle plans to move the family to Monroeville, a suburban town. The moving brings poor first experiences for them. Their new house needs to be renovated. Robert has to commute to continue his job. And Morgan feels like an outcast at her new school. Did they not warn, like, this is your new life might be more difficult. Like, nobody thought this through. Yeah. It's like they've never seen, they've never seen one of these types of movies before. But it, it, not even they've never seen one of these types of movies before. You're moving to the suburbs and you work in the city. Yeah. How else are you going to get to the city besides commuting? And the house reminded me of, like, the movie Money Pit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> So King Edward and Queen Nancy visit from Andalasia to present them with a wish-granting wand. Giselle meets Malvina Monroe, the arrogant head of the town council, and learns that she is hosting a fairy tale themed ball where Malvina's son Tyson is the ball's elected prince. To help Morgan to fit in, Giselle tries to get her elected as the ball's princess, but ends up unwittingly embarrassing Morgan, resulting in a falling out between the two. After consulting with her chipmunk friend Pip, Giselle decides to use the wand and wishes her family's life to be a perfect fairy tale. By the next day, the town has transformed into a fantasy kingdom called Monrolasia. How unique. (laughs) A lot of thought went into naming it. Mm -hmm. Morgan is happy with their new life, and Robert believes himself to be a brave adventurer. Malvina is now the town's evil queen with magical powers. Giselle also discovers uncharacteristically haughty behavior and finds pleasure in mistreating Morgan. Realizing that she is slowly turning into a wicked stepmother, Giselle asks for help from the Magic Wand's instruction scroll. The scroll reveals that Giselle's wish is using up Andalasia's magic to change the real world into a fairy tale and that it will become permanent after midnight. Malvina learns about the Magic Wand and enlists her two servants, Rosaline and Ruby, to steal it. However, the scroll tells her that the wand can only be used by a true Andalasian. Giselle realizes that without the wand, she would lose herself to her wicked side, so she convinces Morgan to save them before sending her to Andalasia. She pushed her down a well. That's what she did. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, 
what is going it, on? No, okay, I underst I understood that because in the first film, that's how they used to. That's how she. That's how she came to New York was falling through the well. Okay, I didn't remember and she that. Came out of the sewer. Yeah, she came out in the sewer. Remember when she came out in the sewer and in the middle of Times Square? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's exactly what it was reversed. Yeah. So there, Morgan learns that the kingdom's magic is transported to Monrelia through a vortex, and once the spell becomes permanent, Andalasia will be gone forever. Nancy and Edward suggest that Morgan use the magic of the memories to remind Gisela of her true self. Morgan recreates a childhood drawing of their family tree with pictures of their shared memories. And then she doesn't create it. It was already made. Yeah. It was hanging up. Yeah. Giselle, now under the influence of her evil personality, challenges Malvina for the royal title of Monrelasia. Giselle sends Pip, who has been turned into a tabby cat, to steal back the wand while also sending Robert on an assumed futile search for Morgan. She didn't send him. He went on his own to find Morgan. At the ball, Giselle and Melvina engage in a magic duel with the former easily overpowering the latter. Morgan and Nancy meet up with Robert and Tyson before rushing into the town hall to stop the duel. Morgan tosses her drawing to Giselle, who rips it. But the magic within brings the memories to life, restoring itself back to normal. Spoiler alert. It, okay. <laughs> I, I guess we'll get into tearing apart the plot after we finish up the synopsis. Um... <laughs> Not wanting the spell to be broken, Malvina takes Morgan hostage and demands the wand in exchange. Giselle surrenders the wand, and Malvina breaks it in two. Actually, she actually steps on it, and Giselle, just whatever. As midnight approaches, everything from and Andalasia begins to disappear, including Giselle herself. Big editing issue in this part. While Robert and Tyson head up to the top of the clock tower to delay the final chime, Giselle toils Morgan that by being her daughter, she is a true Andalasian, therefore capable of using the wand. Morgan wishes <laughs> she was home with her mother, just as Malvina attempts to make the clock tower chime before it was destroyed. Morgan, of course, awakens in their house to find everything normal again, only she and Giselle are aware of the events while everyone else believes it was just a dream. Giselle apologizes to Malvina for stepping over her plans, with Malvina allowing Giselle to join her town council. Sometime later, Robert has moved his practice to Monroeville. Morgan and Tyson have started dating. Nancy and Edward arrive for another's visits to the Phillips in their now happy life. Now, just the whole start of this movie, wouldn't it have made more sense for them to flip into animation after she made her wish. I couldn't deal with the whole half of that movie being animated that uh, but, way but it But it might have been better, and it might have saved it a little bit, but do you follow what I mean by that? Yeah. Because she wished it to be a fairy tale, and she wanted the perfect fairy tale. Which for her was Andalasia, and Andalasia was animated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... Plot issue number one for me. <laughs> I liked the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then it kind of... The music was okay in the beginning. It was yeah, I felt it game. started really slowly. And it got worse. It, I, it was so like every movie trope was thrown in. Yeah, like I would never have went to high school, a new school, wearing that outfit. I would have went with the coffee-stained t-shirt. I don't care. It was a black t-shirt. I wouldn't. You couldn't see the stain. 
Yeah, there's no way. No way. It was a black t-shirt. That's way too much floral. <laughs> that and the dress that um I, I get all the characters' names confused. I actually fell asleep watching it. I really didn't like it. <laughs> um Spoiler alert. The, puzzles. <laughs> the dress that Giselle was wearing would have been fine. But and the dresses that Giselle wears are not as flowery and dotty as the one her daughter's wearing. If this it doesn't make sense the very very beginning of the movie kind of reminded me of snow white with like the uh the well and some of the flowers uh, the and like with the animals bits and pieces of every yeah they recycled all the princess movies as of the movie went on I, I and i do get what they were trying to do and i understand that but the reason why the first one worked is because it was a fresh a fish out of water tale where you had Giselle, who was trying to figure out how New York works. Nobody here should have tried to, like, as soon as they were, nobody had to figure out they were living in a fantasy world. From the time she makes her wish, and then they all wake up, she's singing down the steps, he's dancing along, going on adventures with the sword. It just... Yeah. It, it took it... the... And like the discovery part, like you kind of felt bad for Giselle when she was going through her, like trying to figure out how New York works. I felt bad for none of these characters because they just snapped and we're going to be singing and we're all dancing. And I'm like, I I don't. Yeah, it lost me when the appliances and stuff started singing and dancing. And I was like, no. And Marsh started laughing because I screamed, Mm. no. And Usually I, I the felt... villain songs are supposed to be, like, epic and good. It's the worst villain, the villain song. Songs. I like the villain no, I, I hated it. I, like. I thought it was the See, worst villain song, song ever. Like. Okay. All right. So let's get into the cast <laughs> a little bit before I start talking anymore. <laughs> so, of course, we have Amy Adams as Giselle, Patrick Dempsey as Robert Phillip, Maya Rudolph as Malvina Monroe, Yvette Nicole Brown as Rosaline, Jemaya Mayas as Ruby, Gabriella Baldacino as Morgan Phillips, and Dina Menzel as Nancy Tremaine, and James Martison as Edward. The movie also featured Rachel Covey, who was the original Morgan, and she just had a small cameo in it. Oscar Nunez appears as Edgar, which is the barista and the man in the mirror, magic mirror. Colton Stewart portrays Tyson Monroe. And Morgan's love interest. Griffin Newman provides the voice of Pip. And Alan Tudyk, of course, was the talking squirrel. The best part of this whole movie to me was Maya Rudolph. And that just because she's so ridiculous. Yeah. Everything she did. (laughs) And it's just so over the top. And it looked like she she was Maya Rudolph as an evil queen, which is what I lived for. And this was she was the best part of the film for me. I, I understand Amy Adams was great in her positive outlook, but when she started going evil, it gave me a lot of freaking Once Upon a Time vibes. Yes! I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> Once Upon a Time was way better, though. Well, at the beginning, it was. Really. Yeah. The end, it got, it got I never stupid. finished the series, yeah. I did. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the end was bad. Um but it, it gave me a lot of Once Upon a Time vibes. The ho- a lot of the villains' sequences gave me Once Upon a Time vibes. But 
the villain was better in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, much. <laughs> so, but Kate didn't like the song. I thought the song was the the most fun song, but there was nothing. There was no truly memorable song. No. The music was okay. It wasn't horrendous. Like some no, it movies. wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Like it wasn't memorable. Like let it go or whatever. Well, not even let it go. Like if you look back at the first movie, how 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 do you know? Oh, that one movie. I don't know the name of it, but the one where she's singing in the park. I forget the name of it. Yeah. How how do you know? Okay. And that huge dance scene in the park. It, it didn't have any, like, moments like that. And I've been dreaming of the... I mean, I remember parts of that movie, and I haven't watched it in a really long time. I just watched this, and there's not one memorable song. The one song I do remember is one of Adele Dazeem's songs, and I guess we'll get into that next. And for music, Alan Menken... And Stephen Schwartz returned to the film's score and songs. In March 2018, director Adam Shankman revealed that Alan and Stephen will return from the first films to write songs for the sequel in April 2020. Mencken and Schwartz. Yeah, we know that. I've said that like three different ways. Uh, <laughs> an interview with Variety in late April 2021, Patrick Dempsey revealed that he would be singing in May 2021. Schwartz said that the film will have seven songs and reprises, including two songs for Nancy, played by Menzel, whose song in the first film was cut. The score and song underscoring of the film was recorded at the Newman Scoring Stage on August 29, 2022. An interview with Entertainment Weekly revealed that one of the songs sung by Giselle would be called Fairy Tale Life, and one of the Nancy songs will be called Love Power on November 16, 2022. Menzel announced the latter song would be released as a single the following day. During Disney Plus Night on Dancing with the Stars, host Tyra Banks announced the soundtrack would be released on November. 18th, 2022. That Love and the Power song had to be one of the worst songs. I couldn't understand <laughs> anything she was singing. You can't emote her face anymore. It's in the she used to be a great actress and she can't emote in her face because of all the work she has done. I just and I understand nobody wants to get old, but but there's a point where you don't look like yourself. Some of the other notes that I put on here is that Giselle was basically a midlife crisis princess. <laughs> yeah, when they started bringing everything in, I asked when the Scarlet Witch is going to show up. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's again, like... Yeah, they had, like, the Pip turn into the cat from Cinderella, the evil stepmother. I didn't mm-hmm. mind that because I like cats, but... Lucifer. Yeah, Rusifi. And they had the Sleeping Beauty vines at the end. They had, like, the vines everywhere. Which made no sense. It just... Because there weren't any vines in Andalusia. And like I said, I did did get what they were trying to do. It just... It was so disjointed and so, like, almost jarring, I guess you would say, that it kind of took you right out of the movie when this stuff started happening. Because you're not watching the movie anymore. You're watching the spectacle of, hey, look... We did that in Beauty and the Beats. Let's yeah, it, it wasn't original at all. They... It doesn't have to be original, but it has to be done well. And it can't be as jarring and as like disconnected as this was. And all the dresses in the shop are like a different, like that's Belle's dress. That's Cinderella's dress. Of that's course. Snow White's dress. Yeah. 
under but that's that's small that's okay yeah and like when they when she went in the cabinet and look at all the different plot uh props that disney villains have used in other movies and that was kind of cool that was fine big but it wasn't so in your face as the singing pots and pans were yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it wasn't so in your face when she climbs down from the tower using bed sheets oh when the townspeople start singing be our guest yeah and i was like what is going on i was like what movie is this this is, uh, but it 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 takes you right out of that. I, I, there was a lot of missteps where it's just, no. The reason why the first one worked is because it was an original concept. Yep. This was not. I wasn't no. expecting this at all. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tim was texting me. Do you hate us? This is payback, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the critical response. On the review aggregated website, Rotten Tomatoes, 36% of 99 critics' reviews were positive with an average rating of 5.4 out of 10. The website's consensus reads, although Amy Adams remains just as engaging as ever, this enchanted lacks the magic that made its predecessor a modern fairy tale classic. On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 50 out of 100 based on 29 critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. Fair. Uh, they cut... The voice of Ariel was in the movie, and they cut that scene. Well, that was um, the one of the things I read, but yeah, it, yeah, that's neither here nor there. And it was just a cameo, like because she, she was, was in the, the original, one. yeah, yeah. So it was just a small cameo. I don't, I, I think it's, it was messy. I mean, there was a reason why it was in production hell, and you can see it. It's all over the place. There are so many ideas thrown into this movie that not one of them makes sense. I'm so, there was a huge yeah. editing error where, towards the end of the movie where um, Giselle was supposed to be fading away and she has all the lights coming off of her. And in one scene, they just stop. And then the next scene, they're coming off of her again. And I'm like... Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> I asked him if he caught it because I thought maybe it was just a, uh, like me not paying enough attention that they stopped for a little while. Nope, they stopped and then they came back on. Can't do that in a fairy tale. It, it, again, it, it's little things like that that I noticed that just takes me out. And the acting was kind of uneven to me at best. Yeah, I feel like they just got paid a lot of money to do a sequel and they didn't really care. I mean, what has Patrick Dempsey really done since the first one? Well, he was in the Doctor show. Oh, he's, collect yeah. he's collecting all his Grey's Anatomy. Seriously, yeah, res residual. I know he was sick for a while, but I think that was before you. The first one was so much fun. <clears throat> I mean, the only reason why I just I feel like they gave what uh, Adele Dazeem to songs is because of her popularity from Frozen. I don't think those songs were needed. I don't think a lot of these songs were needed, to be honest. Yeah, you. it was a lot of singing. And there was no fun. Where was the fun in this? Yeah, and when, I forget his character's name, but Patrick Dempsey, when he was, like, going after the dragon, that wasn't even fun when it was supposed to be funny. And I was like, eh. But the, but the first one was fun. This wasn't a fun movie. This is a kid's movie. First one wasn't really aimed towards kids. Wah, mm. wah, wah. Yeah, it was so <laughs> right. So I guess we got to do our official reviews. So, Kate, for plot, what do you give it? I'll give it one up and one down. Tim? Two down. <laughs> I feel it was very disjointed. 
and I feel like it felt very long. Yes, that's I agree. <laughs> I, I mean, it, there watch. was no reason for it to be a, the giant scene. <clears throat> Where'd the giant go? I don't... I'm just passing through. He peaced out. He was just passing through. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. We watched a couple days ago. I'm old. <laughs> no, it's fine. But th- he just walks in and I'm like, well, did they ever like find out why he came or he just walked through and everybody? Yeah, cool. It's the giant. Everybody's <laughs> panicked for three seconds. He's just passing on by. He'll be, everything will be fine. Just hide for a little bit. I, I, I have to give it two thumbs down. I don't think it's the plot so much that I have a problem with. I think it's the whole the story as a whole, though. I understand the plot. I've seen the plot a bunch of times in other things that have been done better. So it's not really the plot's fault. I just think the story as a whole failed. For acting, Kate, what do you give it? Oh, two down. Not even... I thought... Okay, Tim? One up, one down, because I did like Maya Rudolph. And Amy was kind of decent through half of it. She wasn't good to all of it, but she was kind of decent to half of it. I, I'm with Tim. I give it one up, one down. Um, I think I loved Maya Rudolph. I think the two that were with her should have been used better. Yeah. Because I found them very funny. Did you ever watch Community? I like Sherry yes. from Community. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. They are very strong comedic. And Oscar comedic- from The Office was the magic mirror. But yeah. I mean, but he he had a small part to begin with. He yeah. wasn't going to be in a lot of it. But it just it it felt like they were underused and underutilized. And they're both very they both were very funny. Their their timing was on point. But and I liked Amy Adams in it. But everybody else was kind of eh, yeah. We're just going through the motions. We're here for a paycheck. I feel yeah. Especially Patrick Dempsey. Oh, he's he. I never really liked him. I don't get. What I've never draw watched was. it. I don't think I've ever watched anything with him in it before. I don't. I've never watched that doctor show. So. No, I, I'm, me either. So yeah, I'll give it one up, one down. Maya Rudolph ate the scene every almost every scene she was in. Yeah. Uh, she's on this new Apple show. Me and Marsh started watching. It's it's actually pretty funny. Her and she gets divorced from Adam Scott. It's in the pilot episode, but they're like like huge billionaires and like it's pretty funny you should guys i want to saw i want to say she did it hot ones as that actress i don't know if you know what hot ones is hot ones is basically where they eat spicy wings and they go through the levels and the host asks questions it's a fun show oh oh yeah yeah yeah. i've seen that show but she has an episode where she does beyonce and that i think she does the character from the show you're talking about oh okay okay (laughs) but i i think she is very funny and I, I usually like a lot of what she's in. So this was a little disappointing. She needs to be on White Lotus. I would love to see her. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're up to music. So what do you got, Kate? Eh, one up, one down. It was okay. It wasn't okay. like horrendous like yeah. other movies we've done. I'm going to give also one up, one down because I do like the villain song batter i i think um my rudolph was channeling a little bit of her mom with that song it was mm-hmm. kind of cool she's a she's a famous soul singer she passed away in the late 70s and i did like that we had a little bit of the genie from broadway yes. and the song perfect 
James Monroe Egglehart had a little bit of a part. But other than that, everything else was meh, meh. I can deal without it. I'm also going to give it one up and one down. The misses were really bad, though. Like, that, I really, I cannot get off that one song that um, Dina Menzel sang. I really, I thought it was awful. And I mean, there's always that one song from every musical that nobody likes, but. Yeah, and I even asked Marsh, I'm like, do you understand what she's saying or is it just me? And he's like, yeah, I don't get what she's I saying. didn't know the name of this. The only reason why I figured out what she was saying was from the name of the song. I don't know whose fault that is, but it just wasn't good. And I love the villain song because it was it was a campy number. It was just it it, it was lighthearted and kind of fun. And you just got to, like, I could picture a drag show with those two doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like a great drag queen number. And, and that's where I went with it. It's like most of your good, like, villain songs, unless they're super Broadway, great drag queen fodder. And I love it. So that I really enjoyed that. The other songs were nice. They just weren't memorable. Yeah. They sounded like everything else that we've ever heard from Disney. And without, I, I don't need to re-listen to those songs. I, I just, I have songs that do that and give me that feeling already. I don't necessarily need to listen to the soundtrack to get it. Yeah, no. Overall, Kate. One up, one down. You can kind of keep it in the background if you're cleaning or something. Tim. I'll give one up, one down. Just to, you know, if you want to talk to your friends. Turn on. <laughs> Turn on at a party or something. <laughs> I really didn't like it. I'm sorry. I cry at Disney movies. What? I really didn't like it. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm not. I can honestly say. I'm, well, we, I'm, we did torture you all summer, so. Yeah. You don't have to apologize. Have but to apologize. I, I want to say this is, I want to say two down. I didn't, I really didn't like it. I have no desire to watch this again. I don't know if I would, even if it's on in the background, there's a good chance I'm shutting it off. <laughs> No, I'm not saying oh, it to be that. You know, we don't have regular TV anymore. But if I was scrolling through Disney Channel, I would just this, this movie would does not even Disney Channel quality. I would try to just keep scrolling. That's what I'm saying. It's not a movie that I would. Yeah, I would turn it off. I, I just like that one song kind of just gave it a little bit of a redeeming quality to it. But that's about it. As a whole, the negatives, like I said, it's not the acting. It's the story for me just was not there, and that's important. So I, I, I don't I, I actually really don't like it. I'm going to have to give it two down. So, Kate, will your your recipe this week take us into a magical enchanted land? No, but we're going to Victoria Falls at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for a cocktail <laughs> oh, after that's this. Yeah, um, this is for all my basic bees. This is a mudslide martini. Oh, geez. <laughs> this is for one. Pour equal parts of vanilla vodka, Bailey's Irish cream, Kahlua over ice in a cup or glass. Fill the glass with milk, your favorite. <laughs> Stir and then strain into a martini glass. The drink is not served with ice. I would drink it with ice. You don't drink a martini. Usually, if it's served in a martini glass, you usually don't have ice in it. I, if I made it at home, I'm saying. I Why don't you just throw it in this. a blender? True. Put some chocolate syrup around the edge of it. There's a reason why I hate this drink. You guys, I know you guys hate milk and yeah. Well, not only that, do not belong with. <laughs> it, 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 this like it's the typical Fridays drink, like TGI Fridays drink. It, it's no, 
Like I said, basic B, drink. Yeah. Like this movie, <laughs> it was a basic B. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like no, it's all right. I, I'm, I can't knock you because I actually did want to watch it. <laughs> because I, I really was surprised you guys one. didn't watch it yet. I heard bad things about it. <laughs> oh, I see. I didn't hear anything about it. When so. it first it came out and then the whole thing where it was in development hell for so long. Are you guys up to date on Mando? Uh, I think we're... We, we didn't watch tonight. Episode. Yeah, I we haven't watched this week's yet. But either. yeah, we're up to date. Yeah. I, I Nothing's really through. happened that, that much. Yet. Last season, I wasn't thrilled with either. Like the last episode was like, eh, okay. I felt fillerish. I fell asleep. During, not last episode, but the episode before that, whatever the one was, I don't, were there, it was like totally different people and like Mando wasn't really in most of the episode. I was like, (laughs) what's going on? Marsh, what's going on? (laughs) Where are they? What is that? I asked so many questions when I watched it with him. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for us for tonight. If you like this movie, if you didn't like this movie, sound off over on our Facebook page over on Mousellaneous. Just search for us. We're the only one that shows up. We look forward to speaking with you all in about a week or so. And you all have a great week. Bye. Good night.